This Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I'm Ashley Nicole Moss. If you are listening on SiriusXM Faction Talk 103, hello, hi, thank you, welcome. And if you're watching on YouTube, hi, I know you guys missed us yesterday. They were probably like, where in the world is Brandon Marshall? Where in the world is B-Flow? Well, listen, if you were wondering where they are, you need not worry anymore because they're right here. Say hi, guys. Hey. Yo, yo. Y'all walked in. I wasn't, I wasn't. (laughs) You weren't feeling that one, Ash? I wasn't feeling the energy. (laughs) Yo! Yeah, you're, you know. Listen, um, everyone is back in studio. As you guys know, Brandon was uh, out and about in Chicago for the first leg of the I Am Iconic tour. Still recovering. B-Flow was in a darkness retreat somewhere, fasting, getting closer to God. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Whatever he does in his off time, saving crime, things like that. We're still trying to figure out what b-flow does when he's not here told you it's two things he, he doesn't answer his phone <laughs> both ends of the spectrum I don't he doesn't phone. really I answer, answer my... his text his phone calls so he either like, in the hood really or the hills know. he's either a superhero or a super villain the, the jury is still out um listen guys a lot went down yesterday in the world of sports from the nba all the way to the nfl and everything in between uh some decisions were made between yep. two NFC East rivals. A certain player is headed to one team versus another. We'll, we'll discuss whether he made the right decision. We'll, we'll discuss it, whether <laughs> he made the right decision or not. Um, but let's get into some Tuesday headlines. b what you got for us? Why did Shaq choose the Eagles over the Cowboys? Mm. Cowboys hot right now. Not everybody Eagles has taste, B-Flow. Right. Not everybody has taste. Some people, you know, like beer and some people drink champagne, you know? Right. You know who's drinking champagne right now? Who? Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy. Hey, listen. I told you he was a top five. Bro, you, did you put him in your top five? Originally. You did? And then At he the took him out. Of the season. Oh, that's dope. What? 
Why'd you take it? Oh, so <laughs> I was going to talk about people like you. You in that same category with all that people on ESPN and FS1. I am. Just three weeks ago. Four weeks ago, was it? Four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Brock Purdy is a bust. He can't do it without this guy or that guy. And now all of a sudden, Mr. Irrelevant, I think he's uh, favored to win the MVP right now? Which is crazy considering how many quarterbacks and, and other offensive Whoa. players are absolutely clicking right now. But we'll talk about that. And uh, listen, the in-season tournament is among us, and it is the knockout round last night. Two teams were knocked out, and tonight Giannis and LeBron are playing. Will they make it to Vegas, or will they spin the block and go back home, Brandon? Oh, so you want to talk about the in-season tournament? It's in the rundown. Oh, no, so. no, 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 no. But you could have took, you could have taken it out the rundown. It's my... Ashley it, was doing all that It's talking. my headline. I have to say it. You were doing all that talking. We'll discuss it, and I may or may not owe Adam Silver an apology. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> um, but before... And we also have a special guest joining us in a little bit for our Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie mm. of the Week segment. But before we talk about that and talk to our special guest welcoming him on the show... Let's talk Shaq. And I am talking Shaquille O'Neal, all right? We start with the biggest game of week 14, and that is the Eagles and the Dallas right. Cowboys as they battle it out for the top spot in the NFC East. And it all goes down in Jerry's world, Sunday Night Football. And Shaq Leonard was a name that was thrown around these past few weeks as a guy who could either be representing one of those two teams come Sunday night. Well, Shaq was deciding between Dallas and Philly. He visited Dallas, apparently had a great visit, but left with no deal. And then we saw him being picked up by a now infamous security of the Philadelphia Eagles, Big Dom, as they like to call him, in the Philadelphia airport. Well, it looks like Shaq has finally made his decision. He's going to Philly. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like I said, not everybody has taste. B-Flow, <laughs> why do you think Shaq went with the Philadelphia Eagles? You know, when players go on visits, right, a lot of it goes to making your decision what culture you feel like you can be best part of, right? What locker room you can see yourself in. When you go to Philly, you see Nick Sirianni. He on the sideline. He fiery. You see A.J. Brown with the swag at yeah. receiver, you know. You see Jalen Hurts at quarterback. It's like Philly feels like a fun team to be a part of, right? Mm -hmm. The vibe, the city. They wear the all black at home. They go play meat meal running out. Like, it's a whole vibe. Right. You know, um, even his toughness, the way he play, it, it has that Philly vibe so about him. That's right. saying? The Cowboys is more private school, right? Like, <laughs> they got good players. Yeah. They go stay in the Ritz car. And Tell it's nice. Truth. It's five stars. Hey, man, Dallas? Dallas yeah, is fun. It, Dallas it is, is fun. fun. It is fun. New York it is fun too, but Dallas the Giants is, a, is private school and the Jets is public school. Dallas yeah. is a vibe. There's no state tax in Texas. I, I so get you all keep that. a whole lot of your paycheck. You get a whole lot of bang state for your of the buck. art facilities. Jerry everything. takes care of his guys. There's a reason it's the most valuable franchise oh, in the Lord. NFL. He have you been in the Dallas Cowboy locker room? You I haven't, but boys. I can only Yeah, like, but that's cool. They got but lazy boys and flat screen TVs. When you make your decision, it's all about who I rock with. Like mm. what coaching staff, like I can feel myself just riding with on that field. Well, where is he from? Is he from the Northeast? I have no idea where can he's we, from. Can we look up where he's from? I feel like he he strikes me as a guy who's from the tri-state in some shape or form. Look at him. He don't Let's look like he's Philly. He up. don't look like a Philly vibe. He looks like he's from the tri-state. I know a tri-state guy when I see one. Let me see. Let me see where he's from. 
He is from, oh no. He, oh wait, he was born in South Carolina, but. Southern, mm, he's, a, he's a Southern boy. Oh, so he's a. He's a country boy. Interesting. Country boy. And, and even with his play, right? He's a linebacker that comes downhill. He's a country boy who chose Philly Yeah. He got big Jordan Davis on the D-line, all them big boys that's going to take up them offensive linemen where he can just shoot the gap. It fit him. Right. I, I, I see that Philly fits his game, his style of play, the locker room, the coaches. I mean, you're not choosing between Philly and Arizona. It's two tough choices, but right. I, I can see him rocking in Philly. That, that fit him. Brandon, you said something that was interesting when Shaq was going to go ahead and pay a visit to both Dallas and Philly. You said that the issue with him in Indianapolis was that maybe he's past the linebacker he once was, but wants to still be paid by one and, and play, paid like one and played like right, one. Right. And that was the contention between him and the Colts. And you said that that could have been that could be a problem with him in Dallas, where they don't see him as a number one guy. Yeah, and then that would go ahead and determine how he was treated in terms of pay and things like that. Do you think that maybe Philly has a different mindset when it comes to the player that he is, and that ultimately led to his decision to go with this team versus the other? Yeah, I, I threw out a few things that he could be potentially, you know, working through, right? And those are some of the things that you think about in this position. It's like, you know, some guys still want to get paid. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not saying that's him, you know, at a high level. Some guys uh, want to still go out there and play all three downs, all four downs. You know, some guys may be okay with just being a situational uh, football player. So you never know. But what happens is when you go on those visits, you sit down and – the Cowboys strike me as one of these organizations that keep it real. You know, he was real with Odell Beckham Jr. as well mm -hmm. and others in the past. So he probably didn't hear what he liked, right? Uh, you know, and go then he goes to Philly and BU are 100% correct. It's so funny. And, and this is not scripted. Uh, B and Ashley just walked in the studio 10 minutes, like 10 minutes before. You know, I text one of our trainers at our Tampa location, right? So... Shaq's been training with Yo Murphy for years, and I text one of our trainers there. I'm like, yo, uh, pray all is well. Question, why did Shaq pick Eagles over Cowboys? And literally said what you said, the first two things that you said. He said, he never said directly, but from hearing him talk, he really liked the culture. That was the first thing you said. And the second thing was, you said Nick Sirianni and the head coach, right? Yo, that's I don't know exactly why he picked, but B for you to come in and just say that, it, you know that that's you know I could, that's really close. It's it's close. That's I ways. could see it though. Like I'm making a joke. Not everybody likes champagne. Some people like beer. But the Eagles are a young team. You know they have that you know swagger about them. That young swagger. You know, much to your point. You know, B flow. The Dallas Cowboys are an institution, and there's different rules and standards that you're held to when you have the star on your helmet. Um, whereas, yeah, I get, you know, I can, I can see the comparison between public and private school. It's just more polished in Dallas. Certain things don't fly in Dallas. You're held to a different standard in Dallas. And that just comes with the reputation of the Dallas Cowboys, the eyes on the Dallas Cowboys, you know, the standard to which they're held, you know, um, in terms of just off the field, on the field, you represent the star and then you represent yourself. Whereas I think Philly is a little bit more conducive to individual individuality 
than Dallas is, and maybe that's kind of where he is at this stage in his career. I can so? see that. You think Philly got a more individuality? I think that vibe? I think that Philly celebrates the individualism of their players more than Dallas does. I think in Dallas, it's star first, player second. And I don't say that to be like you can't be yourself in Dallas, but I think that it's what's for the betterment of the Dallas Cowboys first. And then you can go ahead and showcase your personality after that. I think that it's always okay. Cowboys first and everything else second. And Philly, I feel like they don't have that same kind of a standard. Remember, this is a team that just won a Super Bowl a few years ago. They've, they've never been held to a certain standard that I feel like the Cowboys have always been held to, whether people want to admit to it or not. With that standard, though, I think that comes from Jerry, right? Not the players. Uh, like yeah, yeah, Cowboys I agree. Yeah, first. yeah, I agree. I think in Philly – it's team first, but it comes from the locker room. Right. Like, you can see how they purposely drafted all those boys from Georgia, so they mm -hmm. go rock together regardless. Right. You see how A.J. Brown went on a – just standing on the desk for Jalen Hurts to get paid. Like, they That's look right. out for each other. Like, mm -hmm. I love my brother, right? So, I think they put team – above everything but it comes from within the locker well, room. Well that's why I say you know? individualism yeah, yeah. because I feel like the individualism in that locker room is celebrated and that's what formulates yeah. the team whereas in Dallas it's the star, the standard yeah, yeah, of the yeah, star, yeah, yeah, the yeah, reputation yeah. of the Dallas Cowboys, the the um enamor of the Dallas Cowboys that trickles down to the players. In Philly it's reversed. That locker room and the culture of that locker room creates the culture of the team. In Dallas, it's, I feel like it's the opposite. Yeah, I mean, the last thing I'll say here is, I, you know, like Shaq being a veteran guy uh, coming back from injury, he, I mean, he's back, but he's still uh, dealing with, well, that's what the report said, still dealing with some nerve issues. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm not sure where he's at there. But remember, the Colts, they had him coming in. They had him in packages, B, where he's coming in on third down and, you know, he's rotating, and he wanted to be out there more. And so when you go through this phase, when you're on the street, we call it being on the street, you get cut, now you're on the street, and you got teams calling you. You go through that process, and, and you know, there's so many things that can come up, and you're just looking for the right fit. And when you look at it, you know, on it's easy for us to pick. Like, if I'm him, I'm like, I go with the, Cow I go with the Eagles because the Eagles already beat the Cowboys, mm -hmm. right? The Eagles was just there last year. The Eagles – what are they, 10 and 2? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, yo, I'm going to a Super Bowl this year. Mm -hmm. I'm The linebacker position, you know this, B, is so much easier when you got those big yeah. dogs up front. Yeah. You talk about playoff ball, actually, their teams is going to be running the football. So when you have those hogs up front, in front of you, it's easier at the linebacker position. So he may be looking at, yo, I'm going to be able to go out there and ball, put up numbers. I like what they're talking about from a package standpoint, how they're going to in, in, uh, integrate me into this defense. And then also they're like Super Bowl. But, man, this may backfire in Shaq's face. Because I'm telling you, man, like we saw last night, we'll talk about it, right? Like the Jaguars lose, right? It's like the parody in the NFL. We don't know what the hell's going to happen yeah. come January. And the Cowboys, man, <laughs> woo, they play this weekend, right? Yeah, Eagles Cowboys. Oh my goodness. So he 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 might be after the game, he might be like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Right I after the game, it. Sunday night football, eleven thirty PM Eastern, he might be like, damn, I made oh, the wrong decision. I uh, think so. <laughs> um, but before you weren't on the show yesterday, so I want to get your opinion. The San Francisco Eagles game. What I mean, you've oh been goodness. saying it all week leading up to the game that San Francisco could beat this Philadelphia Eagles team, and they didn't just beat them, they blew them out. 
Um, what were the biggest things? I would like biggest... to get. A, I would like to hear that sound bite. Did he say that? He did say that. Are you sure? I, 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 my memory is like an elephant. He did say that. Okay. Um, okay. I wonder for you, what was the biggest thing that that game exposed about the Philadelphia Eagles, and what was the biggest thing that that game? heightened about the 49ers it's all about matchups right week to week when philly dominates when philly d- defense dominates it's when people try to overcome them with power running mm-hmm. straight at them just trying to move jordan davis mm-hmm. out of the way you're not gonna beat them like that mm-hmm. that's not what san fran does all that beef that philly has on their d-line they have them running side to side they throwing screens on the outside yeah. they do a misdirection so they're not even worrying about penetrating anymore and they getting tired throughout the game just running sideline to sideline and once you hit one little gash with mccaffrey it's just like you get to the second level so quick and being that they do have Slay and Bradbury who's playing man-to-man on the outside, they, nobody's looking at the ball. They right, all got right. their backs turned. So once you hit a gap, like McCaffrey go run for a little bit. So when Philly plays a team like the 49ers that run side-to-side and get their uh, best players the ball in space, they're going to struggle Phenomenal every game, time. Phenomenal game plan by Shanahan, but also a p- phenomenal performance by that guy, Debo Samuels, bro. Like I told you he was going to have a great game. Like, I knows. told Christian you. Christian McCaffrey I said, had one hell of a game, eat. too, though. I know, but like that dude went out there, talked all that trash, and then backed it up, bro. Like You couldn't ask for a better outing as a player. Like When you go out there and you talk like that, because here's the other thing. If Brock Purdy has a bad game, if Kyle Shanahan has a bad game, but you have a good game and you open, but you don't do that, you still look like the fool. But this dude goes out there, say all that B, and then he has that type of three touchdowns. Where you, so you basically you're saying you're not, you aren't surprised. Nah, it's not a, it's not a good matchup for Philly. Like this is a matchup that they will struggle with. This is the only team that can make Philly look like this. Bro. Anybody else? No, Philly no, or take it too. To me, there was no five. team in the National Football League make – what was it, 42-19, Ashley? Yeah, I mean, for That's me – That's crazy. They'll do that every for time. For me, watching the 49ers, and this was something – watching the 49ers and, and, and not only watching them in this Eagles game, but also in the game against Dallas, I mean, I drastically miss prime Ezekiel Elliott because watching Christian McCaffrey – run through those holes reminds me of the glory days of the run first offense of the Dallas Cowboys. When Zeke was in his prime, that was us. And the issue was we could never get the defense at the time to align with that offense. Had we had the defense we have now, no, no, no. What makes me sad about this is because it's, you could, it almost seems like you can never get two at the same time, right? Because I was watching this game, and I, all I kept saying was, like, that's what Dallas is missing, that. Yeah. Like, we don't have that anymore. Like, we had it, oh, but, you're we, talking, didn't, okay, but okay. we didn't have the defense. Like, but do you think, let me ask you this. And now we have the defense, and that's the piece that we're missing. When I watch the you Dallas you Cowboys, yes. I don't think you need yes, it. Yes, you always need a heavy, like, I in this don't league, think you need a heavy with that. run game, the way you can break down a defensive yeah. line, like, they were breaking them down every single play every single possession that's the piece that dallas is missing it's like basketball just like we talked about last year when i'm talking about when you got three shooters 
three scores <laughs> and you don't got no defense, just score, baby. Just score. Nah, Dak Prescott. That, that just score. That's not how that works. Score, that's not how Ashley, I hear what you're saying. No. That's old school tradition. See, Ashley grew up like she old school. <laughs> but I, and, and look. Just a and, fraction. And I feel still, like even a fraction of that, if we had a fraction of that, because I don't. You got Dak Prescott. He's balling. No, no, he no, might but, be the MVP. But I have, an issue with, I have an issue with relying so heavily on the pass game because there's know, so many scary. things that can go that's wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. A, a, a a solid run game, a real just lethal run game can mask so many issues throughout a course of a game. And if your quarterback's having an off game, if your wide right. receivers and your quarterback aren't on the same tandem that game, a run game, a really lethal one will keep you in so many games and win you so many games. And watching that 49ers game, that's what the Dallas – like that's right, the piece. Because right, right, right. when I watch the Dallas Cowboys – yeah, you have, you know, your your tandem of Vaughn and Pollard, but it's not the same. They're not the same type of running back that Ezekiel Elliott was in his prime. And that's the piece. That's that's just the piece. Well, that, y'all had a chance missing. to go out and get Henry before the trade deadline. And he would have been that guy that you're talking about that could have been pounding. I in. know. Don't remind me. <laughs> I know. We were this close. I know. <sighs> Let's go. This is a big game. Oh, yeah. All right, listen. One more question before we move on from this. Uh, who needs to win more? Philly or no, Dallas? Dallas needed more, for sure. Dallas are a different team home than they are away. They undefeated at home this year. Dallas plays well. That cooks at home. Whenever Dallas is home, I think they can beat anybody in the NFL. And they will win against Philly this week because they are at home. So they need this win to try to get home field advantage, try to win down this December stretch to just have every game come through Dallas. If they can do that, Dallas will be playing in the Super Bowl. If they got to go on the road, they will exit early. So, yeah, Dallas Jeez. need this bad, bad. Do you remember what I said yesterday, Ashley? You said that Philly needed the game more. Yeah. I think Philly needs it more. Why? I mean, you're rolling. Um, it's like you got to go through. They've been hot for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. You got to go back to last season. And so you want to peak at the right time. And so, um, you know, to drop two to, to lose to the 49ers, then the Cowboys, that's a big deal, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, it. I have uh, – and I picked this game back on, what, like four, four weeks ago. I said, all right, the Eagles have the edge. They'll win in Philly. And then when they come back four or five weeks later in Dallas, uh, the Cowboys will win it, right? So I have I, I I have the Cowboys winning it, uh, and and it's and it's a a, a a small margin, but I just feel like the momentum, man. Those are two big games. You don't want to go into, you know, you don't want to be in December, you know, starting off zero and two. That's a big deal. But they'll they'll win they last four. Yeah, and it's easy. But you know, we have to pick. Like I I, I still believe like it's still going to be a toss up, right? Like we come in the postseason, you got the 49ers. Uh, you got the Cowboys, you got the Eagles. Any of those teams could be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. They're that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Cowboys have more to prove, I, I feel. Don't mm-hmm. sleep on the Lions either, but go ahead. I'm sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Right. Then they just lose to the Packers like Does, a, uh, uh, 10 days ago. Thanksgiving. 10 days ago. Don't matter. I mean, what are we talking the pa- about? The, the Lions usually lose on Thanksgiving, so they're on brand. They on brand. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You got to get off brand. Yeah, but that is, okay. I don't really count to that. They've been losing on. on Thanksgiving since I was a baby. Why so like, I tell you? Oh, my goodness. We're going to bring in a sleep number bid, and we're going to say who they sleeping on. Speaking of teams <laughs> that won't make the Super Bowl, the New York Jets. 
<laughs> There's some new drama surrounding Brandon's New York Jets, sometimes New York Jets. The Jets offense obviously cannot move the ball with Tim Boyle, so there is speculation that Gang Green could try to spin the block and bring Zach Wilson back, but... Zach Wilson may or may not want that job back. Robert Salas spoke about the situation yesterday. And um, here's what he had to say. Take a listen. Let's be clear. Um, If he was reluctant to play guys, he wouldn't be here. All right. Uh, I actually coincidentally just got done speaking with him. Uh, He came in about a half hour ago and we had a really good conversation. The young man wants the ball. He wants to start. He believes he's the best uh, quarterback in the room and best quarterback for this team and the best w- and the guy who gives us the best chance to win. Um, and I'll tell you guys the same thing I told him. I appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that he wants to play. I'm just not there yet. Mm. Well, well, well. The tides are changing because once upon a time, Robert Sala would die on the sword. <laughs> that is Zach Wilson. And now he said he's just not there yet. Which is interesting, given the fact that you're not... It kind of reminds me of, like, okay, you ever, like, date a girl or date a guy, depending on, you know, what you're into, and you guys... She she or he wants to spin the block, and you're like, I'm just not there yet. You know, I just gotta... I just gotta think about it some more. It's like... Okay, I get it, but like what else is out there that you gotta think about? Like, what are you what are you like in this situation, Robert? Like, what do you have to think about? S- Simeon? Boyle? Like, like, what is the alternative? Like, Zach is the lesser of three evils here. Here's a, here's what we talk about what did we talk about uh yesterday? You weren't on the show, B. We we're talking about um what was the scenario we were talking about? Oh, the you were talking about how uh, Jerry Jones and Dak you, Prescott. You got to make sure you put your glasses on so that you don't have a wandering eye, blah, 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 and you focus on what you have and not what you don't right. have. That's self control. Got it. So, this is why Robert Sala st- stuck beside. I'm going to stick beside him. There you go, Zach Wilson. <laughs> I'm going to stick beside I him. I told you I read but into it, what he was saying. But, but, but the, the pressure, and this is why it's so hard. Right, as uh, players and coaches in the National Football League, when you're in these tough situations, you know, to stay true to like what you believe and what you know, right? But the outside noise forced them to cave, right? He sat there this whole year and saw what he had, you know, on this roster, and it wasn't better than Zach Wilson. So, because of the pressure, because of the team's folding, because even dudes inside the locker room, like, yo, just give us any type of spark, he goes and makes the move. And look what you got. Eh. And then look at the next guy. And so now when you look at it, you go out there and practice. You know this. You're like, you go out there and you watch it. You're seeing it. Zach Wilson could be outperforming these dudes in practice. And even in the game, it's like it's it's like the Patriots almost like Zappy or, you know, Mac Jones. So it's a terrible situation. But Zach Wilson may be uh, uh, the best answer for you. But he's on the bench now. But- and now you can't even... It, it, it sucks if you even go back and you're in a you're in a tough spot if you're the Jets. The only pushback I have on that, and before let me know if you agree or not, is that it got to a point where you had to see if there was better in the locker room because you can't continue sticking with what's not working and just completely, you know, throw your season to the side because there was a part there was a point in the season where it was still salvageable. So if 
if that is what the situation is, if the season is still salvageable, but you're still losing games and, and winning games enough to where th there's something that you could possibly make happen, you owe it to the rest of the guys in that locker room, the fans of the team, the franchise as a whole, to see if there's a better option within the locker room. There wasn't a better option, so going back shouldn't be like, oh, I have pie on my face. Now it's, look, I'm the head coach. I made a decision that I thought would be better for the team. It's not better, so let's go back to square one. And I don't feel like that's abnormal. We've seen guys bench their starters and go to the backup. The backup right. doesn't work. They've gone back to their starter. It's about figuring out what works and how to save the season. And they had to do that with Zach Wilson. So if he says, look, I want the job back and your homeboy's not working, Boyle, <laughs> Simi is not going to be any better. Give the man his job back. At this point, what do you have to lose? You had to try it. It didn't work. Now go backwards. Nah, this, this, this chess not checkers, right? So when he came out before and he was kind of hinting like, what y'all want me to do? Take Zach Wilson out and put one of those guys in right like all right I'm gonna put them in I'm gonna let y'all see what I was working with right and then now that they're eliminated why are they trying to win games to leave Trevor Simeon in you got the number six pick of the draft you don't want to tank on purpose but right now you got a number six pick in the draft right yeah so yeah, but 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 B are they mathematically out of it yet Cook B, B. Are they mathematically? Don't, don't start. <laughs> don't start. Like they can don't win. Don't start. They, you don't know what's going to happen. What like, quarterback on their roster can they win? A, no, they, maybe, they're, Zach, they're out. Maybe, listen, maybe this listen. is what Zach needed. Another they, benching. They have the Texans, the Dolphins, <laughs> the Commanders, and the Browns Who? coming up. The Texans. That's winnable with that defense. They're not. Dolphins. The Commanders will beat them still. Could the Commanders are streaky? Did you say the, jet, the, the Jets? They're not Texans winning, bro. Were winnable. <laughs> like they uh, might win one game, and that's the last game of the season against the Patriots. It's just who want to, yeah. That's like <laughs> who don't feel like being cold out there? Okay, right? so for to, to your point, then if the season's already a wash, Aaron Rodgers wants his job. Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson wants his job back. You're not winning games with Boyle. You're not going to win games with Simeon. You were winning some games with Zach Wilson. Not many, but a couple. Why not just give the man his job back? You tried, you tried the backup backup. He didn't work. Now go, like, what, what harm is it going to do in the course of the season at this point? It's Be not going to do any harm. Because Zach Wilson, he has a, he has, he's more talented <laughs> out of any quarterback on the roster right now that can play. So you might just win two games. Right now, you don't want to win two games. You want a top five pick, and you want to be able to either draft a quarterback because you know Aaron Rodgers only have a year or two left, so you never have a quarterback issue ever again. What happened when the Packers drafted uh, Jordan Love? <laughs> That might be a good idea because he got mad and then he wanted to be MVP. So you want yeah. to draft the quarterback. So you want him to tank. Yes, you have to tank right now. And if even if you don't go quarterback, and let's just say you get Marvin Harrison Jr. You got Garrett Wilson and Marvin Harrison Jr. with Aaron Rodgers next Aaron year. Rogers your want, offense Aaron is going. Aaron Rodgers gonna, want Devontae Adams. That's who he wants. It's They're too much well, money. It's too much money. Well, you get me, Marvin Harrison Jr. You get him for cheap, and you get him for five well, years before you, you got to pay him. Aaron Rodgers, he ain't thinking about that. It's, he, ain't, he ain't waiting for him to develop or come right now. He, well, he don't have to develop. He can come make an impact now. But he already got the chemistry with Devontae. Like you said, it's one or two years. Go do Well, that. Aaron Rodgers obviously is going to come back the start of next season, and he will be the He's starting quarterback. back this year, but go ahead. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is going to come back to the start of next season, and he's obviously going to be the starting quarterback for the whole season, health permitting. Is Zach Wilson still the backup for this team? 
Do you still no, believe he's the backup? It's over with. It's over and with. And there's a reason. There's a reason I'm asking. So yes or no that he's still he's still the backup for the. No, I, I, the, the Jets, the Jet, the, the the fan base ain't having it. I, I literally I was on Facetime with my home my homeboy uh, from Queens, and for some reason he's in Butler, Pennsylvania, 45 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. I don't know why. He's like, hey, these are my homies I'm working with, and one of the guys I'm like, oh, so what's going on with the Steelers? He's Steelers. I'm a Jets fan. And I said, okay, well, what the hell's going on with our Jets? Mm-hmm. And he said his the first thing out of his mouth, literally this morning, asked me before he came on the show, like ten forty five. He's like, "How do we, how do we uh, uh, go into the season with Zach Wilson as our backup quarterback? Aaron Rodgers goes down, but y'all made a decision to go into this season with Zach Wilson." And I'm like, "I'm not even thinking about that." I'm like, bro, Aaron Rodgers went down in the first few plays of the first quarter of the first game. Seventy-five like seconds. Just, that's just terrible luck, right? That's just—I don't know—maybe bad mojo and bad karma, whatever. So, if the fan base is already thinking like that, there's no way they can go into next year with Zach Wilson on that roster. Well, listen, the fan base and fan bases want what they through. want. Doesn't mean they're going to get it. So, I'm asking if no. you are the organization, oh. because they're the ones making the decisions. I know us as fans think we have say. We don't. Um, is he your backup? Mm, that's tough. Well, just, because just he has me, some, he has some talent. So just give but me again, yes or no. there's, a, there's a reason I'm asking. So just yes or no. I'll say no because they're not gonna pick up his fifth year option. So okay. he's only gonna be on the roster for another year or two anyway. So, but you, you see you may, him you as may, you may go into the season with him on as your backup, but you may trade him or try to you know get okay, some value so some, when Aaron, after preseason. When Aaron Rodgers returns. He will at some. He will be the backup, whether it's for the full season, part of the season. But Zach Wilson will be his backup. Can you agree with that? All right, I can agree with that. Okay, so if that is the case, and that's the reality of the situation, whether or not the season's a wash, don't you want him out there getting the reps? Don't you want him out there getting game time experience? To like, me, yeah, you do, but like, what it doesn't matter. Like, you do, no. but you know what, how, how like, hard what, that is. What, what difference does Look it make? What like, did. Who, who's Ask the quarterback? You was a part of that. You was a part of that. Look what y'all did. What, Robert what Sala sat up there for seven weeks or eight weeks saying, This is my guy. I'm going to stick beside him. And you was like, Why? I, why? I, I stand tell by, him how I hard that is that. as a player, as a coach. That's why they're not doing it. They wanted Zach Wilson you know to what? finish out. But, but you know what? Like, this is, you know what? Y'all this win, is... fans. <laughs> yeah, this, this is y'all want it now. Nah, we you know ride. what? This is Take ass back. Yeah. This is ass backwards, and I'll tell you why. Because the oh, re- now it's ass it is backwards. ass backwards, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> because when we, as fans of football, because I'm obviously not a Jets fan, we're calling for Zach Wilson to be benched. The Jets were in a drastically better position. It was earlier in the season. Their season could have been salvageable if you had made a decision at quarterback to either go get a veteran quarterback or figure it out what you were going to do within that organization at the quarterback position. It was week four, I believe, or week five. There was a whole season left of football to play. You going ahead and changing the quarterback at the 11th hour does absolutely nothing. You're trying to prove a point, like, okay, this is what you want. Okay, cool, but it's no sweat off my back. Now our season's over. Like, this was a change that should have been made earlier in the season. I understand wanting to go ahead and let Zach Wilson go through the trials and tribulations, but your season as a whole was very salvageable and very winnable. You made the decision last minute. They made the right decision. Even like Dobbs, and look, I went to the Minnesota Vikings schedule, right? Dobbs comes in and what he wins two games in a row. Is it two or three? Was it two. two? Two. Two games. And now they lost the last two to Broncos and also the Chicago Bears, right? Um, and then they went into their bye 
their their head coach went into the bye basically saying, I don't know who our head our, our quarterback is going to be. He threw what three, four picks. So this is history. His, this is what we've seen uh over the course of the last 20, 30 years in the NFL. You go pick up a quarterback off the streets on another team midseason, and it doesn't work, right? Like maybe they the Vikings get back on track. Maybe Dobbs keep his job. But the Jets, to me, made the right decision because history has shown us that it doesn't work. And then also, it can happen. We just saw it last night with the Cincinnati Bengals. Sometimes that quarterback comes in and he gives you a spark, right? And they can do something for a moment. Maybe they can do it for the, for the season, but it's very rare. And so you see these, these guys that they went with, and now they're talking about we don't know who our quarterback is. Like, come on. It but just it, doesn't work. To answer Ash's question, right, what matters to you most? Wilson coming in, getting reps, and you're not even expecting him to play at all next year? Or are you moving up in this that draft point. order and you're going to have a top five pick and you can pick whoever you're you not, want? But the thing is, is you have Aaron Rodgers, you're not going to get a quarterback because, like, Brandon. But why point. not? He because only going to play for two years. To Brandon's point, you play, you've seen that story play out. You don't want to do that again. Like, you're not, you're not going to go ahead – and go after a quarterback. But the I'm quarterbacks sorry. this year are superstars. They're not Zach Wilson That's wasn't a superstar. Point. He wasn't a superstar. No, 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 this is literally my point. Coming out of college. Think about what you're saying. You had Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, mm-hmm. who at the time had no plans on retiring for or I'm sorry, had no wasn't even thinking about A retirement or B mm-hmm. even leaving Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Green Bay brings in Jordan Love, not a superstar quarterback, wasn't like the stud of a quarterback in college. Aaron Rodgers still in his feelings about it. You have Aaron Rodgers on the New York Jets fresh off of an Achilles injury, and you're going to bring in Caleb Williams to be his backup, and you think that's going to yes, go over well with because, Aaron Rodgers and his ego? Because that Aaron Rodgers knows he's only want to play two more years. Aaron Rodgers, You was, and I know that, but we're talking about Aaron Rodgers here. You want to run communicated that risk? To, listen, they were communicated to A-Rod. <sighs> listen, you play for however long you want. Whenever you're done, this is when we're going to implement your backup. We just don't want to go through a quarterback issue. We don't want to miss out on a generational talent that's going to come behind you. We don't ever – when the last time they had a good quarterback in New York? You they want- have a chance right now to be like, yo, for the next 15 years, we'll be straight. A-Rod to give us two to you four. You want to run that risk? I'll do? run that risk. You want to run that Communicate. Like, no, like, uh, look, what you do is you run it by A-Rod. Like, yeah, hey, that's why he was pissed. A-Rod, you know, like, yeah, you, you talk to A-Rod. What do you, you know, here's what we're thinking. How do you feel about it? You know, they know. A-Rod knows. You know, he has two years probably max. Maybe, hell, maybe he played three. But it's time to go find that long-term quarterback. So, so if you have – if it's – let's say let's say it's two seasons. Let's say it's three seasons. You're going to go ahead and use a draft pick on a quarterback for that potentially for three seasons is not yes. going to see any starting well, time? Well, we don't know. We Didn't don't know. Love, we don't know. Are you – if you're the Packers, you Caleb Williams is going to go ahead and – Aaron Rodgers did get, it. They're not going to get Caleb. Listen, I'm just going to use him as oh, an example. You can't you, you heard what his dad said. He you may not even enter the draft depending on what team. They're not going to be picking one or two. I'm just using him. You can't. I'm using it in terms of like a stud quarterback. Like, no. What I'm – because he – Beeflo specifically said a superstar stud quarterback. So I'm just using so him just as an example. So just go Michael Penix. I think he's just as good as – Whatever. Michael Penix is just as good as Caleb quarterback name. You're going to have a stud of a quarterback sitting on the bench for three years nope. until Aaron Rodgers decides that he's done playing yes. football. could be two. Ash yes. always going to go to the extreme. She's going to pick Caleb Williams, and she's going to say three years. It could be you two. You said three. 
I said one. I said two. You maybe went from three. one, two, and then I said, you ended. I don't think A Rod want to play more than two years. Ashley, you wow. You said three years. I'm repeating wild. what you said. You were funny. What's wrong? Did with he you? not think, say three I think years? You kind of did. But. <laughs> two to three, three at the most. Okay. But but if say let's just say Michael Penix come in, I think him coming in. You got a humble quarterback coming in saying I can learn from A Rod for three years and be in New York. He'll have no problem with that. In the Jets organization, I have no problem with doing that. Knowing that they won't have an issue at quarterback no more for a long think, time, that's think, a no-brainer to me. I think, I think here's They're not what, taking I, a quarterback. Listen, I think they around. consult with Aaron Rodgers. They have these conversations together. Aaron's in all those meetings, for all sure. Of them. Uh, but here's what I think Aaron Rodgers says. Guys, I took a 50% pay cut. I was supposed I was due 60. I gave up 30 so we can go uh, – Bring in whatever we need before the trade deadline, you know, or some point in the season. All right. I'm here for two years and I came here to win a Super Bowl. Y'all brought me here to win a Super Bowl. So with this pick, go get me a left tackle. Go get me a center. I don't know what they need up front. Go get me another wide receiver. When Aaron Rodgers was special, well, Aaron Rodgers has always been special. There was never a moment where he's never been not special. But think about it. He's always had three to four dynamic pass catchers, whether it's three receivers and a tight end, right, or two tight ends and two wide receivers. They've always had uh, dynamic at uh, the, 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 the pass catching position, running backs included. So I think Aaron Rodgers sits down with the Jets and says, look, we ain't got time. Don't, 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 don't bullshit us with some quarterbacks going to sit there and can't help us right now. We came here to win right now, so go get me somebody that can impact the game right now. And it could be, you know, They can some... bring in a Devontae Adams and still drive a quarterback, though. They're not yeah, taking but, but, a quarterback. But, 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 they number have. one I, No, listen, I, I hear what you're saying, high B, again but as Aaron I'm Rogers thinking, if I put myself in Aaron Rodgers' shoes, like Aaron Rodgers, and you know he's that type of dude, right? It's like he wants what he wants, right? And so as a player, he doesn't – players don't care about – I don't care about the – like, I care about the Jets – but I ain't thinking about what y'all doing five, ten years from now. I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. I'm here to win today. So Aaron Rodgers, knowing that he only has two, at most Ashley <laughs> three, at most Ashley three years left, he's going to say, I need some help up front. Well, listen, we will see. Iceberg in the chat says what the Jets need is Jesus. That no, they, no, they don't. Well, we all need Jesus, but <laughs> but we, we we ain't far off. We need Achilles. That's what we need. We need a healthy Achilles and stay healthy. Brandon, pick a side and stay on. What it. are you on? The, are you a Bronco or are you a Jet? You can't keep doing this. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm Russell Wilson and I'm a Jet. I'm Russell Wilson and I'm a I re- Jet. I'm, I retired. And jet. on that note, folks, <laughs> it is time dog. for. Let's ride. It is time for Yo Rookie, presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar, NFL Rookie of the Week. First and foremost, big congratulations to Jalen Hyatt, who was Rookie of the Week in Week 12, making it back-to-back weeks for the New York football giants after Tommy DeVito won it in Week 11. So congratulations to Jalen. Nice little... uh rookie uh, weight belts championship belt there but now we're gonna go ahead and move forward Jalen won it Jalen Hyatt won it this week Tommy DeVito won it what? the week prior so back to back weeks at the, for the New York the Giants, Giants. Cooking. 
Look at the Giants. That's All right. beautiful. Well, we're going to move on to week 13, and we have a whole new list of nominees. So go ahead and throw that up there, BC. Here we go. No surprise. We've seen this guy a few times throughout the season. That's CJ Stroud, in case you didn't know. Back on the list after 274 yards and a touchdown in the Texans' win over who, B-Flow? <laughs> over who? The Broncos. The Broncos. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just wanted to go ahead and make sure Brandon heard you when you said that. And moving down, nice to see this guy back on the list. He was out with injury, but Devin um Devin O'Chain is back with 103 scrimmage yards and two rushing touchdowns for the Miami Dolphins. We have number three, Zach Shabarbonnet. Oh, I hope I said that right. Charbonnet? Charbonnet, sorry. Charbonnet. Recorded 99 scrimmage yards and one rushing touchdown. We have Puka Nakua. Puka's back Puka. on the list, Brandon. He had 139 yards from scrimmage yeah. and one receiving touchdown. We have for the Detroit Lions, Sam Laporta had nine catches for 140 yards and one TD. And last but not least, from the Texans, who got a win over who? The over Broncos. The, the Broncos. Broncos. Will Anderson had five tackles and two sacks in the Texans' win over who? The, the Broncos. Broncos. <laughs> <laughs> and now sick. joining the show, please. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, okay. This is a guy. Okay, go <laughs> this ahead. This is a guy now. Like, I mean, is he a big guy? Is he a fast guy? What is he? Like, every time I looked up Ashley, mm -hmm. there was only a few dudes. I'm like, damn, how many receptions do they have? How many yards do they have? How many touchdowns? I was like, I'm always trying to lead the league in everything. And he was always there. This is a true legend. And there's a real question. This is a real question. And maybe we start here. I kind of know his answer. You know what I mean? Kind of like political, politically correct at times. Who is the best wide receiver in his organization? Is it him? Is it the other guy? And the other guy is a guy guy. Might be first ballot. This is a guy, B. <laughs> this is a guy. Sorry, Ashley. I just Wait, want to make sure. Before, we put... you, before you finish. Oh, 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 there you go. Roddy White. Roddy White. First off, all right, you got, you got two questions. One, bro, get your internet ready. Bro, you're supposed to be on that 12-15. We 30 minutes late. I ain't get the link. you supposed to send the link, bro. No, bro, you got the leak. We <laughs> All right, all right, real. That's on us. That's on us, for real. Bro, who's the best wide receiver in Falcons uh in the Falcons organization? And be real, bro. History. Listen, listen, listen. I'm going to always tell you that the guy that's going to make the Hall of Fame is the best wide receiver in Falcons history. So, I would go with Julio Jones. Okay. And I would just say mentored by Roddy along the way. Are you going you know? are you going to present him into the Hall of Fame? I have no idea. I um when that time comes, I don't know which direction he would want to go in. I mean, it's been a lot of people in his life that has helped him along the way. So we'll see, we'll see. Okay. Hopefully I am the guy. Okay. Well you are him now. It is a debate though. I listen, I'm be on you know, we always be honest with each other over the years. You know what I'm saying? So like I'll probably go Julio too, but it's a debate though. Like you was him. B wasn't he him yeah, though? I face him. I face Rodney Face. Yeah, he was that. He was that boy. <laughs> that. Boy. Love you, boy. 
Listen, Roddy, I want to ask you, we've been talking to rookies all season during this segment, and one of the things I'm always curious about when speaking to them is the transition from college to professional, and what is the easiest part of that transition, and what is the most difficult part of that transition? So I want you to take us back to your rookie season, and what you can remember, what was the easiest and what was the hardest part of jumping from college to professional? Uh... I would say the easiest part was actually not having a college responsibility of like going to class and actually having to practice because those were just long days that we had to do each and every day. And as a college student, you know what I'm saying? When you got to the pros, you just, your only job was to play football. So you just woke up, went to practice and then you were able to come home. But the hardest part of transition is actually the speed of the game and just understanding what they want from you and what their expectations are for you because everybody got a role that you come into. And a lot of times when you're coming from a college level to a pro level, you're not willing to accept that role that they want for you at that point. But that's the role that they have for you coming into the league. So a lot of times, you know, especially when I was a rookie, man, I would be getting in fights and stuff with the OC and stuff like that because they was like, Roddy, you had to play your role. I'm like, nah, I ain't come here to play that role. I come here to eat. <laughs> so it was it was difficult for me to, to have that understanding. And that's why I think I struggled, mm. you know, with the first two years of my of of me coming into the league because I wasn't accepting of that role. Right. So so bro, uh do you still go around the organization? You know, obviously you played for the Atlanta Falcons. We 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 know that, right? Like throughout the course of your career. Um, do you still go around the team? Yeah, man, I'm VIP over there. You VIP? Okay, cool. <laughs> so 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 this rookie, Bijan Robinson, right? Um, when you see him and you see him play, you see him practice, who does he remind you of? That's the first part. And the second part is, you know, because sometimes it's like in preseason, it could be in camp, it could be in OTAs, and I don't know, you know, when you first saw him, you know, when was the first time you was like, oh, he really is him? Oh, uh, yeah, I went out to training camp and watched practices and see him, how fluid he is, how easily he can get in and out of cuts, and then his explosion once he get the ball, you know, how he can explode through holes. You always look for these type of things in running backs, and he had everything at a really elite level. You know what I'm saying? So when I see him, I see like a Saquon Barkley. Mm. You know, maybe not that strong, you know, lower half, but the ability to make people miss, you know, create opportunities and space. And then once he once he hits that, that next gear, he could go get it and be gone. So that's who I see him at. Special. Special. Roddy, let, let's get in some let's get into some uh MVP talk. Tyreek Hill, a guy that been getting a lot of attention. You know how hard it is to get 2,000 yards in the season. You think he's worthy of this award this year? And would he, you like to see if, more non-receivers? If he get 2K, he got to get MVP. Yes. He got to get it. He got to get it. He got to get it. You got to give it to him. So would you like to see more non I don't know why the MVP has become a quarterback award anyway every year. That's what I was just going to ask you. Would you like to see more non-quarterbacks get MVP awards? If they are deserving of it. I mean, they got such a high criteria right now. So if the quarterback throw for 5,000 yards and 35-plus touchdowns, they automatically MVP. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They don't even take other positions into consideration. If somebody get 20, 20 sacks, they not MVP of the lead, you know, because you could just give them defensive player of the year. But 
if you meet a criteria, that don't mean that you're supposed to be like the MVP, even though that position is the most important, you know, in sports. At the end of the day, it's a lot of other things that go in between, you know, the lines and the other players on the team that help you get to that point. Like, I remember years where Matt Ryan was right there in the running when me and Julio was out there, you know, for MVP. And Julio had, like, 1,300 yards. I had, like, 1,300 yards. You know what I'm saying? And then we were doing double-digit touchdowns. You got to understand, that's, like, that's like almost 3,000 yards and, and, and 20 touchdowns between just two guys. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, a lot of times, those opportunities don't get, you know, for a wide out, it's so hard for us to get those opportunities because we got to go bananas you know, to win the award. Why do you think that it's become such a, I mean, it should really be MVQ at this point, most valuable quarterback. Why do you think that it's become such a quarterback award and so many other positions that have been instrumental in helping seasons be successful, whether it's offense or defense, are just constantly cast to the side? I think it's become that way because the league pushes the quarterbacks to be the forefront of every organization. And that's the goal for them because these guys are going to play a lot longer than a lot of other positions. And they want them to be the face of the league. You know, anytime you have a guy and you can pinpoint that guy and put him wherever you want to in the nation and people can gravitate to that person and they want to go see him. And then you can get a guy on the center for 10, 15 years, you know, to carry a franchise and have opportunities to win Super Bowls then you're going to always nominate that guy to be the face of the league. And I always see the MVP as the face of the league. And most of us do because the guy that actually wins it usually is a playoff quarterback or in Super Bowl contention. So a lot of those elements go into play. So that's why I think the MVP, it is what it is. So so I want to piggyback off of this before we transition here. Um, You you know, I want to get, you know, your top three, uh, you know, in order, MVP candidates, right? You got Tyreek Hill, who we just talked about. You have um, Lamar Jackson. You have Dak Prescott. I think as of this morning, you have Brock Purdy, who's now the favorite to win MVP. And you have some others uh, as well, right? Some people are calling for McCaffrey to be, mm-hmm. his name to be mentioned even more. I don't know if there's any defenders out there, but those are some of the guys. Who are your top three? Uh, as of right now, I got Tyreek two. I got Dak one. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> like, Dak been playing lights out football, yo. I ain't going to lie. He been get, Dude, he on fire right now. So, so let mean, me ask you this question. If, if like Dak Prescott answer. finished uh, the season still hot and Tyreek go over 2K, who's the MVP? Tyreek Hill. Okay, cool. All right, just making sure you standing on business. <laughs> That's why I got him at two. I'm waiting for the 2K. <laughs> so, who, so who's number three? And then I got Lamar Jackson at number three. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, so, Brent, I know. Oh, go ahead. Before you go ahead. Now, I was just going to say, those are some heavy hitters he named with all those players that can ball. Who you got playing in the Super Bowl this year then? Ooh. Man, right now? Mm. Oh, boy. I got Lamar Jackson in the Niners. Dang. Ooh. <laughs> you know what? I got Baltimore. And I got the Cowboys. Man, the Cowboys ain't beating the 49ers at home, man. If the Cowboys get home field advantage, I think they'll get the Niners. Why? Hold on. Why Why aren't the Cowboys beating the 49ers at home? You had me at MVP. You and, lost and hold me on, hold here. On. Dude, we, don't, we don't know that the Cow like, who? We don't know that the, 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 the 49ers are going to have home field advantage. They, they all are going to run. run. They're not losing no more games, man. 
Oh, they're gonna run the table. As, as long as everybody stay healthy, I would say that. Okay. They will another game this year. All right. So, all interesting. Right, we we good there. You we, we y'all. You, 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 that boy <laughs> said that was a good one, bro. That was a good one. Baltimore people's hold on real quick before we go. Why Baltimore? You got the Chiefs. You got uh, the the Dolphins is is uh, leading the AFC with a with an eight and three nine and three record. Yeah, but I just don't. I believe like. And you Lamar got the Broncos Jackson, too. They bring a component to the game. It's like they can control the flow of the games. And the reason why I feel like they they're gonna win, they'll probably have home field advantage throughout the playoffs because the Miami will lose another game. Baltimore may not, even though they got a lot much tougher schedule. They control pace in every game that they play. Right. Like Lamar Jackson controls the pace of the game. They're able to run the ball. They're able to play extra pass. They're able to get a lot of things that they want. And then their defense has been playing lights out the whole year. I mean, they don't give up a, a lot of points on defense side of the ball. you telling me Lamar Jackson got to get to 21, 24 points to win a football game? Bro, he getting that every time. Bro, don't sleep on the Broncos, bro. I, uh, Man, you Roddy, gotta stop talking. I, 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 before before I ask you my question, I need you to some. I need you to talk some sense into your fellow wide receiver and your friend here, Brandon Marshall, and explain to him why the Denver Broncos are not going to do anything. Bro, Please talk. Pull, we've been trying for weeks. You got high football IQ, Roddy. Now, talk to him. What do you mean not going to do anything? Like This is not a conference championship team. This is not a team that may even get into the playoffs. This is certainly not a Super Bowl team. Please help him. No, nah, he know better than that, man. He 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 just – Brandon Marshall right now is just being a guy that said – he rooting for the team that he played for. But I don't know why he's doing that because he played for like 18. <laughs> <laughs> so when you think of me, what team do you, like, connect me to out of the 18? Like Brittany Renner, a football, bro. You, 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 I love to play. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> hey, who's the one though to put me on the map, though, bro? <laughs> Somebody put Brittany on the map. <laughs> that what I'm saying. The brother put you on the map, and then you wanted out. You, you like, I gotta go. <laughs> gotta go. You remember I punted the ball. Man, listen, man, I was watching you, right? And I called my, you know, I called Hack, right? Said, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Hack was out there, his man, quarterback from UAB. Marshall doing out there. This man headlining sports in a punny. I'm still on the Brittany Renner of football. That's absolutely hilarious. Um, let's dive into some quick top five lists. And Brandon loves this conversation. So top five receivers in football right now. It doesn't have to be in any particular order if you can't think of the order fast enough. But if you can, go ahead and put them in order. Uh, well, it's just my top five, no particular order. Okay. But uh, I like Tyreek. I like the LSU boys, Chase and Jefferson. You can't go with uh, Jefferson. Jefferson ain't Mar played in ten in twenty weeks. He don't have to play in twenty weeks. He don't have to play. I don't even kick. Don't okay. play. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> he like that. I like Devontae Adams and then AJ Brown. That's four. I need one more. No, that was five. Who was the fifth one? Uh, uh Devontae Adams and Tyreek. Uh, AJ Tyreke. Brown oh. and the two yeah. and the two LSU boys. Okay. Which I'm lobbying, I'm lobbying for him to take Justin Jefferson out. He is if he was active. So let's just play that game. Take him out, put somebody else in because he's on ice right now. Who would you put in? Who would I put in? Oh man, there's a guy in Dallas. He wears number 88. He's pretty nice. 
Yeah, he is. CD would, CD would go in. Yeah, I like that. All right, all right. La- last thing really quick before we let you go. Uh, word association. Okay, you're a smart guy. You went to UAB. What happened to UAB? They, they got a program, took the program back, took the program yeah, away, then back, they brought it back. back. Y'all back, y'all back, y'all back. Okay, okay, y'all back. You donated Don't that money. Old stuff, man. Here you go, Brent. All right, here we go. All right, I'm going to give you a player, and you give me a word to describe them. Stephon Diggs. Um, beast. C.D. Lamb. Consistent. Ooh. Justin Jefferson. Everything. Ooh. Mike Evans. Ooh. Hall of Famer. And your former teammate, Julio Jones. Last one. Uh, greatest. Goat. There you go. <laughs> the greatest. There you go. Okay. Roddy, thank you so yeah. much for joining us. We appreciate you having on, having us talk to you and coming on to the show and uh, providing us some laughs here with Brandon Marshall Love and bringing Roddy. him back down to reality. I'm going to call you Brittany from now on. Brandon, Ashley, and Brittany, we thank you so much. <laughs> this has been Yo Rookie, presented by Pepsi Zero Sugar NFL Rookie of the Week. Love, bro. <laughs> oh, man. Appreciate you. I'll see you in Atlanta. I won't text you at 3 in the morning no more. Man, come on. (laughs) Listen, just a reminder, if you want to go ahead and vote for any of the Week 13 nominees, head over to NFL.com slash voting slash rookies. That's NFL.com slash voting slash rookies rookies this father's day the home depot has same day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be because your dad is more than just a dad he's groundskeeper of the yard the perfecter of the patio and the cleaner of the clippings let the home depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of milwaukee cordless outdoor tools plus get up to 150 dollars off select milwaukee tools for everything dad is find the perfect gift at the home depot how doers get more done order select and stock items by 4 p.m subject to availability net credit is here to say yes because you're more than a credit score apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day loans offered by net credit or lending partner banks and serviced by net credit application subject to review and approval learn more at netcredit.com partners net credit credit to the people hulu is coming in hot this month with new shows new movies and all new seasons of your faves don't miss fx's clipped the story of one nba team's racial reckoning starring lawrence fishburne Stream a new season of Shorzy, the underdog hockey comedy that might just knock your teeth out. Then catch the high-speed drama Ferrari starring Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz. Kick your streaming into high gear this month with so much new stuff to watch on Hulu. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu. All right, let's talk some Monday Night Football, guys. Um, It actually turned out to be a rather entertaining game between the Bengals and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, you saw Joe Burrow on the sideline, obviously not looking thrilled with that club on his hand, obviously wishes he was out there playing with his guys. He even posted... Um, a picture on his Instagram account that said confirmed playing football is a lot more fun than watching it. So 
he is not having a good time, but way to support his teammates on the sideline. Now, this was a huge loss for the Jacksonville Jaguars in a multitude of reasons. Um, as they gear up for the postseason. Now, they lost to the Bengals in overtime. Jacksonville is now at 8-4, and four, currently the fourth seed in the AFC. But an even bigger storyline coming out of the game is that Trevor Lawrence has a high ankle sprain, but luckily may or may not miss significant time. His status for this Sunday is uncertain. Now, um, it is expected that, you know, we're gearing towards believing it could be a couple of weeks, but right now it's uncertain and his status for Sunday is uncertain. Do you see Trevor Lawrence playing in this game? I think first and foremost, one of the things that was baffling to me is that he's being helped to the locker room. Good Where job. is the cart? Why is your franchise quarterback walking from the field? I mean, obviously he was walking with assistance, but from the field to the locker room, actually. Yeah, that's interesting. Like yeah. physically yeah. moving his body. Where the yeah. hell is ASAP. the cart? Well, Can I get a golf cart? Something like what is happening here? I don't know. B. Sometimes, sometimes, like yes, yeah, like great job. I didn't even think about that. That makes a lot of sense. But sometimes the players are like, "Yo, I don't want to get on the cart." You know, sometimes they want yeah, to get on. But but to answer your question, Ashley, it's not looking good, right? Because there's like little things that you know as players where you're like, okay, if it's a uh, even a high ankle, you 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 usually can walk off by yourself, limp off by yourself. You don't need to be able to have two guys holding you up so you don't have to put so you don't put uh, weight on that injured side. Um, for them to carry him off like that and he couldn't walk off and limp off. You know, it tells me that it may be a couple of weeks. Now, at the quarterback position, we saw Patrick Mahomes deal with something similar to this and bounce back and play through it. That was last year, and they end up going to the Super Bowl, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll see. But, like, usually guys that can bounce back from an ankle sprain are guys that can, you know, limp off the field. He had two guys carrying him off, and that is uh, alarming. And, again, just want to go ahead and reiterate that head coach Doug Peterson did say it is – quote, just a high ankle sprain with all the other tests coming back clean. The Jaguars and Peterson are not putting a timetable on Lawrence's recovery. Yeah. Um, and they also did not rule him out for this week. And it's also not season ending. So good news in, in, in the midst of all the uncertainty with uh, their franchise quarterback. I will say, guy. I will say, it's my guy, man. Yeah. Trevor was going to make some noise in the playoffs, yeah. but a high ankle sprain, ain't, it's not a just... Like, right? You can't say just a high ankle sprain. I had one, and maybe because I'm a DB, you can't move really at all. I think what makes Trevor Lawrence great is when he can move in and outside the pocket, yeah, right? right, right. Like, yeah. that's his game. He did it last he's night. Mobile. Some yeah. Beautiful plays last night. Doing he's, he's very mobile. And a high ankle sprain, if you don't rest it, it's going to bother you for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be smart for him to sit down for at least two games. He can't afford it, B. I know, because they're in fourth place with, what, four losses, and the and, Cleveland Browns is in seventh place with five losses. So yeah, you can't take no L's right but now. Not, yeah, but, and they got the Browns coming up. Yeah, and, and then also uh, the, the Texans. Yeah. Texans are hot. And, and if we look at Jacksonville's schedule, they had the Browns, Ravens, Bucks. Well, Browns and Ravens are going to be their tough games. Then they got the Bucks, Panthers, and Titans. Bucks ain't no pushover. 
They're not a pushover. I mean, they, 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 you know what I mean? Like, that's a team that's like, ah, what are we going to get? Is Baker going to be hot? Not what? But the Browns' defense, man, like, they have a great defense. Miles Garrett, get pressure. Do you want Trevor Lawrence getting rolled up on? And if you can squeak in the playoffs, possibly have him healthy? Because you're not going to need him down a stretch with the Panthers and the Titans. Easy answer. Patrick Mahomes did it. Patrick Mahomes did it. Last year, we seen it. Patrick Mahomes, bro, like, warrior. And so it's just a got to have it moment, bro, because and when you look at it, look at the whole – go through the playoff picture again, B, and, and go through all the teams that are, you know, uh, in the hunt. So if they don't win this division, they could potentially not be in the wild card. So – I mean, listen, it is a sigh of relief um, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, their fans – Considering what Trevor Lawrence's reaction was during the game when, you know, he got injured, he slammed his helmet down, Mm -hmm. he looked extremely frustrated. I mean, you almost held your breath that it wasn't something worse than this because usually a reaction like that, you know, a player knows their own body and a reaction like that usually indicates something season-ending a lot of the time. It's something that it's either a fracture or, you know, an Achilles. or I mean, a reaction like that makes you almost say, well, there goes our season. So the fact that that was not the case um, is not the case for him (laughs) is definitely a sigh of relief that there is still life with the Jacksonville Jaguars the remainder of this football season and into the playoffs. Sorry, Ashley, I'm laughing because when you said that, it just took me back to – the first half of my career where <laughs> I'll have a little scratch and I'll start scratching. <laughs> well, you're dramatic. Was, so. Yo, so dramatic. And then it was like year five, B, I finally said, it was like, hold on, just just sit here for you 45 seconds. You got to let it ride for a little bit. Yeah, let's yeah. see let's see where we at, right? Yeah. Okay, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. And there was that one, that last one, I knew I wasn't okay and I just had to put my head down, snap my ankle in MetLife Stadium, that terrible-ass grass. But, Ashley, you took me back down memory lane. I was like, ah, ah. And then I'm back in the next play. Well, you're dramatic. Um, we're going to move on. But before we do, I actually want to correct myself and say uh, this gentleman's name correctly because I totally butchered it during the rookie segment. And names are important to get correct. So it's Zach Charbonnet who recorded 99 scrimmage yards and one rushing touchdown. So Zach Charbonnet. Good for that you. That is his name. Good for you because I'm going to chop up everybody's name. No. <laughs> so, guys, when we go ahead and release our Pepsi uh, Rookie of the Week segment on social, make sure we use the correct pronunciation of Zach's name. Zach, I am so sorry, and I will not mess your name up again. Charbonnet, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the wine. Yep. You know, yeah, names yeah. are important. Journalism one on one. And if any, you know, body's watching who wants to go ahead and pursue journalism, if you don't get anything right, make sure you get a name right. Names are very, very important. Um, we're going to move on to a topic that we've been discussing, I feel like, constantly throughout this season. And that is the Patriots. Now, we're not discussing them because of their winning record. We're discussing them because of the just abysmal season that they are having and the possible future of this football team, either with or without Bill Belichick. Now, they were shut out at home by the Chargers in a 6-0 loss. The offense is as bad as the league, the league, not the franchise, but the league has seen in almost 100 years. They are the first team in NFL history to hold their opponents to 10 points or less in three straight games and lose all three games. It is a mess, and Bill Belichick was actually asked after the game if he even wants to continue being the head coach of the New England Patriots. Listen to this. 
Oh, we actually don't have the we don't have a sound bite. Sorry about that. Right, um, I'll do it. <laughs> go Ask ahead. Me the question. Ask me the question. Bill, um, your future with the New England Patriots. Do you even want to continue being the head coach of this football team? I got just I, I don't know. Just like we're just on the next week. That's exactly what he said. He said, I'm just focused on Pittsburgh this week. Yeah, so instead of asking the constant question of should the Patriots fire Bill Belichick, the question we should actually be asking, I feel like at this point, is should Bill Belichick want out of New England? No. I don't know, B. Like, I think Bill see the writing on the wall, man. I think he see... Well, I can't say he can't see in the foreseeable future that New England get back on track because he still got Josh McDaniels in his pocket. And like I always keep saying, he got his boy uh, that can come from the Raiders. I don't know why my mind drawing blank right now. Quarterback. Oh, uh, Jimmy uh, Garoppolo. Jimmy G. You're saying that he's he could potentially – you think he's going to bring uh, Josh has, McDaniels back? He has to. Look what his offense doing right now. Whenever Josh McDaniels was there, they was decent. Right, right. right. He always is on the table for Jimmy G. So he at least – wants to stay one more season to see how that play out just to see if he felt like I was right this whole time about Josh McDaniels and Jimmy G leading his Patriots team now if that don't work I can see him starting to go ahead and backpedal his his way out of there um Bill Belichick has all the leverage um first off let me answer the question no he shouldn't leave he shouldn't leave because it's you you gotta think he's not just he don't have to He's not just like standing up a team, an offense, a defense, and implementing the philosophy there. Bill Belichick is involved in every inch of the business. That's a lot, right? Even like the the game day music, he's involved in. B, when we go to the when we go to New England, we go to Foxborough. What happens? Remember, like we don't listen to music, we yeah. don't hear music. Yeah, he's so strategic. He plays playing? chess. They playing all of the stuff. Like Bruce Springsteen? But the or? thing is, <laughs> Ashley, you know, you go to any stadium, the the, the, the speakers, yeah, the right, sound going through everything. Music. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. Only on their side. So we down there in the quiet. We don't hear nothing. The sound doesn't travel? We hear nothing. You just hear echoes? He's a genius. Interesting. He's a genius. So now he has to he has to implement that. He has to talk to the social media team. This is the do's and don'ts. He has to talk to, he the, 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 get on the same page with the scouts. Get on the same page with the owner. That's too much work when you about to turn a 88. He's not. Something like that. Okay. It's too much work. You stay there and you just get the quarterback position right and you're back on track. And then also we got to understand this. Bill Belichick can all, have all the leverage. It's easy to find the owner. There's a lot of billionaires now. It's like, it's, damn, it's like it's easy to make a billion dollars now. There's a lot of billionaires. So it's easy to find an owner. Not all owners are great. You know, they're not all equal. I will say that. But that guy? Come on, man, let's stop, let's stop playing with Bill Belichick, man. All this conversation around Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, who's important? They both 50-50. And, 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 and he is harder to find. Do you think, though, that his I, – I hear what you're saying. And, I, I again, I don't feel like a couple of bad seasons wash away Bill Belichick's legacy. I feel like it's an absolutely asinine thing to say. Mm-hmm. But I think that his future with the team, not because of necessarily the Patriots making the move, but maybe his own internal thoughts, I feel like is going to be dependent on what happens in the draft. Because you have a quarterback, he's just not the guy. And you've given it a couple of seasons. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out he's not the guy. Is he an NFL franchise quarterback? Maybe in a different situation. But for New England, he's not the guy. So if you 
don't get the quarterback that can be the guy. And you're essentially back where you started from. Maybe you get an additional piece. Maybe you can make a couple of moves. Mm -hmm. But if the quarterback is not there, it's going to be hard to get guys in free agency. It's going to be hard to go ahead and build a team when you don't have that instrumental piece. The piece that they're searching for post-Tom Brady Bill Belichick is going to be in the exact same situation he is this season. Frustrated, not really having the pieces to win football games. So I say all that to say, if it's going to be more of the same and he already sees that he's unable to make what the same is, which is what's happening right now work, why would you try it again? That's like the definition of insanity. Mm -hmm. Doing the same thing, expecting different results. You need the quarterback. You don't have that. And B, just even to push back on what you said, I don't think a lot of owners want Bill Belichick in their facility. You know why? Why? Because a guy with that much control, he can't scale back. He can't go and say, all right, it's a GM in place, and I'm going to listen to this GM, and the GM makes the call. He's going to want to control everything. I don't see a lot of franchises saying, Bill, you can come here and control everything, especially after they see what's going on in New England right now. Mm-hmm. With him hiring Matt Patricia to be the O.C., them being the worst offense in the league right now right. or the last 100 years. No one's going to give him that much control. So I don't think no one's going to beat on the table for Bill Belichick right now. All it takes is one, though. That's all it takes is one. I mean, any, we, you never know. He's going. If anything happens, like if he departs, it's going to be by trade, via trade. But I don't see him leaving. What do you think would be the best scenario? And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if that scenario happened. But to me, that's when you, like, really start hurting your legacy. If you – you know, I can see them going back and get Josh McDaniels. I can see yeah, that. That's, and, but then if to. they bring Josh and Jimmy G in and it doesn't work, can you Do you think he'll be patient with a rookie, though? Year? Huh? You think Bill Belichick won another rookie in there? That's a good question. Like, that's I don't think question. he had a patience to have another rookie. I, that's a good question, B. But what's happening with – I mean, who could potentially be available? I, I think – I mean, Kyler Murray, like, he's he's back. I like Kyler. I like – I love Kyler. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Kyler, but, you know, they were talking about, you know, maybe moving on from Kyler. Who knows what's happening there? Could they potentially – got a top three pick, four pick. Yeah. Well, obviously – People are going to keep watching the Patriots for this reason and this reason only because they're not watching them because they're playing entertaining football. So all Mm. eyes will be on Bill Belichick, not only during this season, but specifically during the offseason leading up to the NFL draft. Exactly what happens with the future of Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots is yet to be determined. Um, We're going to talk some MVP right now. And... uh, It's actually interesting. This is one of the – Brandon and I were talking about this yesterday. I think one of the things that makes this season so exciting, two things. One is there's so many ways that so many divisions can go. We're still trying to fill in certain blanks. You know the division leaders, they're probably at this point, unless they absolutely fall apart, they're safe, they're going in. But there's so many spots that are still yet to be determined that's making these last few weeks extremely exciting. But the same can be said for the MVP conversation because there's so many quarterbacks, just offensive players in general, that could walk away with this trophy this year. And one of those being – Brock Purdy. Here's the interesting about that. Vegas is taking notice of what the Niners are doing because apparently Brock Purdy, yes, Brock Purdy has separated himself from the pack when it comes to odds maker favorites. 
for NFL MVP. Yes, that's beating out Dak Prescott, who has risen to second, followed by Jalen Hurts at third, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes. Beeflo, I'm going to start with you, Mr. Irrelevant here. He was in your top five list of quarterbacks, but do you think that he has been the MVP through 13 weeks of the NFL season that he should now be leading the MVP favorites when it comes to Vegas, or is this a little bit of a Regency bias? I, I think we're putting a little bit too much on it. Even though I love Brock Purdy, I always had him in my top five. I took him out when they went on a three-game skid. But the reason I don't have him winning the NFL MVP is what happened during that three-game skid. When you lose your number one receiver um, in Debo Samuels, if you're the MVP of the league, you're supposed to make it work regardless. Mm -hmm. Right? You can't say, yo, we ain't winning three games because I don't got my guy. I don't got Debo. I don't got Trent. Like, we lost three games that we were supposed to win. You, As an MVP, you're supposed to will your team to a win no matter what. We see what Mahomes does with his receivers out or missing or Kelsey hurting. He in and out. He's still cooking no matter what. So I think Brock Purdy, he's a great quarterback, but when C.D. Lamb out or when Amari Cooper was out when he was with the Cowboys, we always said, Dak ain't have his number one receiver. Right. Look how he looked. He's not this. He's not that. But we don't get that same pressure to Brock Purdy when his number one receiver was out. And we just watched it. It was like, oh, he ain't have all his guys. Now that all his guys healthy, nah, he is who he is. The reason I won't put him as MVP is because even when your guy's out, you got to make it work and play at the MVP caliber. Can I ask you another question? What's up? What does he have to do? What does Mr. Irrelevant got to do to, to prove to y'all that he's him? Like, I, I think he's him, but I just don't think he's the MVP. I, I, I mean, like, bro, like, I was the only I one hear that put him in saying, my top five. You and didn't I even have him in your top five. That, I was that, the only that one was, that put him in my top five. That was solid. But then you 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 jumped off the ship. I'm human. Just, <laughs> you jumped Good answer. I'm, I'm human. Do you, so do you, you, are you back on? You want to get back on? I yeah. Get, you want, but, with on. him with well, a healthy lineup. So who lineup. are you taking out? Because you put Dak in his place, are you, so who are you taking out? Because you can't take Dak out Ooh. at this point. Top five? So, no, I'm just saying in his top five, Brock Purdy was there, Dak wasn't. So, so, so when so, you took Purdy out, Dak came in, so now who are you removing? So no order. I got Dak. I got Brock. I have Pat. I have Jalen. Russell Wilson. And I have, ooh, I got to go Lamar over Josh right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I got to go Lamar. Sure. So I took out Josh. Listen, okay. listen, listen. Number one quarterback rating in the National Football League, 116. Number two is Dak Prescott at 108. Number three, I'm not even going to call Jake Browning. He just got the ball. <laughs> Tua Tonga-Valoa is number three at 106. And then you have Kirk Cousins. He's no longer there. C.J. Stroud sitting there at 101. So that's really – that's. It's a big thing. It's a big deal. TDs. Brock Purdy, 23, six interceptions. Dak Prescott, 26, six interceptions, right? Dak Prescott has, a, has 100 more yards, 50 more yards passing than Brock Purdy. It's going to be one of those things, man, where it comes down to the wire, mm -hmm. to be honest. Who, who's going to finish the strongest? And I'm with uh, Roddy White. We just had Roddy White on the show earlier, Atlanta Falcons legend. Um, if Tyreek Hill goes over, if he clips 2,000, he should be the clear-cut MVP. But it's going to go down to the wire. But don't count old C.J. Stroud out. Well, 
Don't do it. On the on the topic of MVP, we're going to play a little game. It's called What's the Word? So I'm going to give you guys a sentence. you got to fill it in with a word. A word or a phrase. We're not going to go on and do a full-blown essay, Brandon. Why are you looking over here? Okay. Why are you looking over here? Okay. We're doing word association. This is basically a little bit longer than word association. So Tyreek Hill's chances of winning the MVP are, give me a percentage, B-Flow? 95%. Mm. Brandon? Political. What does that even mean? <laughs> he said, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, Chances it, of Tyreek Hill winning the MVP it, are it, political. <laughs> you said no. You, you want me to explain? See, Ask you just said a word. for football. You said that? That's not, it's how, it's not, that's not how this game works, it's like, Brandon. Does our votes really count in America? Right? Do they really hear us? Do they really listen to us? Like, Tyreek Hill should be the MVP, but we know it's the quarterback's trophy. That's all I'm saying. You just heard Roddy White, but you told you said don't go on the spill, but then you asked me I just don't think political questions. fits. It's like it when does you, fit. Like, my daughter, when she bring her homework home, right, and they got five words at the top when you put them in the sentences. If yeah. she have put political in that, I'm like, does that sound right? <laughs> like, did you supposed to put political in this sentence? Like, come on, look What's at the, the other words again? you could have put What's in there. What's the question again? Tyreek Hill's <laughs> chances of winning MVP are blank. Shaky like the voting system. <laughs> All right, bro. Okay. <laughs> All good. Moving on, folks. All right, I'll try to do better. He's in my daughter. <laughs> All righty, here we go. The Broncos' chances of making the playoffs are B flow. 60%. God's will. She asked for a percent. Oh, okay, okay. It could be a phrase. A hundred percent. It could be a phrase, but God's easy. will. Yeah, it's like, I'm telling you, I told y'all this. I stood on the table when it was one and five, two and five. Not in it. I stood on the table. I Do we not have enough. that clip? Can y'all please get the clip ready? Because this is going to be a conversation that we have every week. They're going to finish. I hope they get in. They're going to finish this. They're going to finish their, their run 11 and one. It's a hundred percent. I told y'all that last week. I said they're gonna lose one more. They I lost said they'll the lose three. I said they'll lose three, but That's we'll it. see. They're gonna beat Detroit. They're gonna beat. Well, they're not beating Detroit. So you, they lose to the Texans. Do you think they're gonna beat Detroit? Yes. What's your What's your rationale the, the, there? It listen. Football game of inches, and ninety percent of these games are decided by three or four points. It's like I told Russ, like. Yo, that's the best scenario is to have the ball in your hands at the end of the game. Drove him down there. Boom. Didn't get it done. Kobe Bryant missed shots. Game winners. LeBron missed game winners. Tom Brady did the same thing. Come on. Michael Jordan missed game winners. So that's what you want. Man, that's all we wanted. Where was we at? Uh, uh, maybe where I was in Seattle. Pete Carroll, he used to always say just like, just keep it close. Get us in the fourth quarter. Like, and that's like, you got to be real clutch and you got to be really like that mentally to get to play those type of games. But in the fourth quarter, you separate yourself. So it didn't happen this time. Ball didn't bounce their way. So I think that the Broncos are going to be the hottest team going into the postseason, 11 and 1. That's the, that's going to be the, that's going to be the run. That's what we're going to be talking about. It's a storyline. It's a huge storyline. Redemption year. <sighs> Sorry, Ash, I know you wanted just like a little one word, but... No. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, We're going to go ahead and travel from uh, the site of Brandon's bromance to the site 
uh, we're done with his that. Birth. We're done. Before you have anything you want to No, add. there's no more words. No, What's the word? We're continuing. Okay, great. Side. I love this. I like this. I like this segment. <laughs> so from the side of Brandon's bromance to his hometown, Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett is out for a couple of weeks after surgery on a high ankle sprain. So we're going to fill in this blank right now. The Steelers are blank with Mitch Trubisky. Done. Interesting. Why? Because Brandon and I actually, I had Mm -hmm. a little bit of a different stance on this topic when Brandon and I discussed it yesterday. I feel like the Steelers are much like the Cleveland Browns in the sense of, I don't feel like their success is reliant on their quarterback. They've, They've won games in spite of their quarterback, just like the Browns have won games in spite of their inconsistency as quarterbacks. So I think the games that this team wins or loses is absolutely reliant on everything other than the quarterback position because we've seen them do it all year. Yeah, Pickett has been average at best, I'll say, for the Steelers this year. But one thing he do give them is a little spark at the end of games. Like, he'll play horrible all game but make a – throw a two at the end of the game to mm-hmm. get them over the hump. I just think Trubisky won't even give him that. Like, the whole game, he'll just be average at best. And when it comes down to the crunch time, he won't be able to make those plays that Pickett was able to make to keep them alive in the playoffs. So that's why I think they're done. They're going to have no spark at the quarterback position. All right, Brandon. Listen, your you're former Chicago Bear, fellow sh- former Chicago Bear, the Steelers are blank with Mitchell Trubisky. I ain't gonna do too much. 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 What's the word? Is the name yeah, of the yeah, segment? Yeah, I know. I was about to do a whole. Little, I know. I know. I ain't gonna do too much. <laughs> Just wanna remind everybody watching. It's what's the yeah, word? They're okay. Like you gotta say okay. It's like okay. It's not like okay. It's like Steelers are okay uh, with Mitchell Trubisky. They're okay because you gotta look at the schedule. Okay. You got the Patriots. It's a winnable game for them. Uh, Primetime game. The Colts. You know they're what, they won ball. four. They're playing ball four games in a row, but who are they? We'll see. Uh, but that should be a game that they're in. The Bengals, like this kid, like we didn't even go through his stat line. What was the kid's name? Browning. Who is this guy? He's a twenty-seven-year-old rookie, like first-year experience. Like what? He's a stud. Obviously, he put. He was like, it, but but do we believe that? Do you think that he's going to continue to do that? I don't know, but he looked phenomenal. He may have made himself some money last night, especially if he can uh, back that up. The Seahawks, they're in Seattle. That's going to be tough. And they're in the Ravens. That's going the Ravens. That'll be tough. But are the Ravens going to be sitting their guys uh, come January seventh? They'll 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 be in it. Mike Tomlin uh, will be in it. I never forget a couple years ago. I went to I took uh, uh, Mitch Trubisky and uh, Chase Claypool uh, to ZZ's, and we just had a conversation. And like Mitch Trubisky understood the the space that he was in, didn't get it done, end up losing his job, and then they end up you know drafting the quarterback the next year. Sometimes, be you notice. Uh, when you get these opportunities, these opportunities don't come often. Sometimes it, it's like, all right, you know, it gives you that spark. It gives you that little bit that you need to get the job done. I'm not saying he's going to save his career and be great, but what I, what I am saying is he can go out there and play some really good ball. So he didn't feel that when they named him the starter, even when they drafted Pinkett? He didn't feel like, I'm in a new situation, this is where I take off? That's the problem. Because, like, what I saw, if I'm being honest, and I kept saying, bro, just be yourself. And what – and I say this to a lot of guys in this position is like when you go and you play up tight, you actually play worse. 
you gotta play free. You can't be thinking about if I don't take advantage of this opportunity, what's gonna be what's gonna happen? I'm probably gonna be on another team. They may cut me. You gotta go out there and let that shit rip. Like if I'm a quarterback and I'm in this position, I'm out there. I'm out there, Brett Farvin. No way. I'm t- bro Not because in playoff when you go right now, you what, know if you lose, y'all will be out of the playoffs. But when you go out there, like this, how he was looking, he was like nervous when we went there. He was like, I'm like, bro, like be free. I'm going out there like, yo, man, I'm going down. My way. That's how I would play That's how the you position. Built. That ain't how he built. I know. Would you but, ever look how he looked? Yeah, I don't know when they quarterback look like that. It's a bad no. That's what I'm if saying. If you see me ever looking like this, come get me. Call nine one one. Ain't in you. That's what I'm it's saying. Over. <laughs> if you ever see me like that, That's what I'm well, saying. what's not over is the reign of a franchise quarterback in Green Bay because our last what's the word has to do with Can't the be quarterback. Can't be the last that one. is now the franchise quarterback and making a lot of doubters believers. So last one, Jordan Love is blank. Beef Love? Underrated. I said from the jump, even when he did have his little rough stretch, like Jordan Love is a pretty good quarterback. You've seen him make some throws. You make He can make throws inside the pocket, outside of the pocket. He has poise. When they start to gel more as the offense, because you still have young receivers. They still don't know the game, right? Mm-hmm. Even though he backed up uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. When you go out there and you feel it, like that's when you start to get your veteran stripes, right? Mm-hmm. So next year and the years to come, he'll be even better and better. And that's going to be their franchise quarterback for the next 10 to 15 years. Yeah, but there's Brandon. some people saying that it might not. you talking about next year. They could potentially get into the playoffs and make a little noise. A lot of people, they, they watching out for these Packers, bro. Um, my What's answer is the word. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Jordan Love is the third. You look at Ashley, got her thinking. The third. Where, where, where I'm at, B, what you, why are you shaking your head? You, you know what it. I'm saying? You're oh, the about third behind. franchise quarterback? Yeah. 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 Good. You okay. like it? The third. That was a good one. I ended on a, high, on a good note. <laughs> That's three in a row. You go from Brett Favre <laughs> to Aaron Rodgers to now the third. Just call him the third. That's the nickname. Came from paper route. Jordan Love, the third. He should put that on the back of his his jersey. You like it? Come on, be honest. The Come only on, the only reason they won't make noise in the playoffs because <laughs> she likes it. You like um, it. B, you like it? Nah, it's hard. I go with it. <laughs> I go with it. Because y'all I know I'm 50-50. The third. <laughs> the third. Okay. But nah, like they're either gonna have to face the Eagles, the 49ers, or the Lions first round, right? So that's why they'll get knocked out early. But um, do you think they make it? No, they're going to make it for sure. Okay. Like, I, I believe in his consistency. I think he'll get better. Um, the Rams, they the Rams playing ball the too Rams right now. Ball. But I think Jordan Love will hold them off. And win some okay, someone mm-hmm. in the chat says, I thought Ashley didn't like Jordan. She said she would date Jimmy G before Jordan Love. What does me thinking Jimmy G is hot have to do with anything? I wouldn't take him as my starting quarterback. <laughs> like, I think Jordan Love's a better quarterback. I just think Jimmy Garoppolo's handsome. What if the two come can coexist? The two can coexist. So don't come for me unless I send for you, sir. Um, <laughs> moving on, we're going to talk some college football. Beeflo, this is right up your alley. Um uh-huh. Caleb Williams is bailing on USC bowl game and the college community is up in arms about this. So projected 2024 NFL number one overall draft pick Caleb Williams will not play in USC's bowl game. The Trojans play in the holiday bowl against Louisville. The reigning Heisman trophy winner went a disappointing seven and five this season with the Trojans. Um, The question everybody is asking is should we have a problem 
with Williams bailing on USC's final game? My answer, no. You know why? Because a lot of these bowl games are stupid. There, I said it, okay? (laughs) They're stupid. And I'm tired of the college football community putting these ridiculous, irrelevant, just meaningless college bowl games on such this on such a high pedestal that god forbid a top draft pick decides that his health and his longevity in the sport of football is more important than the Reese's peanut butter cups <laughs> finding Nemo uh cracker jack a prize in a box bowl game is more important than actually preserving that. It's not. Nobody cares. In hindsight, in reality, there are only a handful of bowl games that actually mean anything. And we're talking about the big ones, and you know what they are. If somebody does not want to play in the flip-a-coin bowl game, Who cares? That's not going to lower his draft stock. We know what Caleb Williams is. We know who Caleb Williams is. Now, bowl games are beneficial to the guys who don't have that notoriety, who aren't going number one, who aren't going in the first round. It gives scouts, it gives teams the opportunities to give them a second glance at them. I get it. It's a decision that they mm. should make if it's if it's good for them, if it's bad for them. Some guys just want to rely on pro day. Some guys just want to rely on other means of getting what they're able to do on a professional level out there. Stop forcing these meaningless bowl games on players who don't need them. These are the same people who took forever to drag their feet to start paying players like they were actually bringing right. in revenue to the NCAA. Nobody cares about your little bowl game. If you want to play in it so badly and you want to hold it to such a high pedestal, you suit up and do it. He doesn't have to do it. Most players shouldn't have to do it. It's stupid. And I'm tired of this conversation. What a lot of people don't like is that the college students are now making business decisions. Like, they, they're used to yeah. them just saying, like, shut up, go play, run your head against the wall, do what your coach tell you, right? Now that they're making money, they're looking out for their future. They can't handle it. Like, we're, we're in a new time right now. Last year, Anthony Rich, Richardson, B. John Robinson, they didn't play in their bowl games. Why? Because they wasn't in the college playoffs. They wasn't playing for a national championship. Right. So what do you have to prove? If you're not in the college playoffs and you're a top 10 pick, I don't think you should play in a bowl game for the reasons that Ash said. Like, you have to look forward to your future. You don't think Caleb Williams just seen what happened to Jordan Travis at Florida State? Mm. If Caleb Williams goes out there and has that was a season-ending like the... injury, <laughs> like he might not go number one overall. Right. Like it's possible, right. right? So it's a business decision. I think it's a great decision that he made. If they're not in the college playoffs, go get ready for pro day. Go get ready to get drafted. You did everything you can for USC. You did everything you can for Oklahoma. Like the season is done. This is, a, this done. is like a bowl game. This is done. not the actual season. He finished his season. This is extra. Like he gave everything he did that – well, he could give to USC, so I love the decision he made. And are we? Why are we surprised? Like, think about all the things that they have said. His father, you know, uh, over the last year, you know, if this team is in position, they draft us. We're not going. We're going to stay in. They want equity. They were looking for ownership in the team that they go to. They standing on business. So I'm not surprised here. And I actually, this is one of the ones. You know, uh, where I support them, I stand with them on this one. Um, Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. 
Now, it, it does make sense for some players to go out there and play. Like, if you feel like, you know, a big bowl game can improve your draft stock or even get you on the board, if you're not there yet, you go do it. But once you're solidified, that don't even d- – done. Done. But I, I'll see y'all when y'all come back to uh, Southern Cal. We're Smart. talking about an organization, the NCAA, that last year in 2022 bought, brought in over a billion Who? dollars. The NCAA, oh. as an organization, brought in over a billion dollars. This is an organization that dragged their feet on paying student athletes that are responsible for contributing to that revenue, dragged their feet on compensating them in any way, shape, or form that they could. Because the business decision only is beneficial and they only want it to be beneficial to them. And now, consistently, even now that we've gone ahead and passed the NIL, that makes it somewhat of an even playing field. And even that is debatable because if you look at the money, it's drastically different. And I mean drastically different. They want to push this narrative that these bowl games are beneficial to the integrity of college football. No, they're not. They're beneficial to your pocket. They're beneficial to the the betterment of the NCAA when it comes to how lucrative and beneficial the organization is, it has nothing to do with the players. Because if Caleb Williams was to go out and play in that USC bowl game, which is absolutely meaningless when it comes to his draft stock, let's call a spade a spade, and he gets hurt, you know who still gets paid from that bowl game? The NCAA. So players absolutely have the right to go ahead and dictate whether these bowl games, which again, 90% of them are meaningless if Mm. you are a top draft pick. 90% of them have no type of influence on where you're going to end up, how high your draft stock is, you know, the second look. People know what you can do. They've been watching you all season. Stop forcing and putting these bowl games on a pedestal. We all know there's only four, five, maybe six bowl games that actually mean anything, and they're the bowl games that ultimately decide who goes to the national championship. The rest of them, if you want to play in them, cool. If you don't, stop forcing them. They mean nothing except to the NCAA, and I'm tired of them pushing it and trying to guilt these kids, these young men, and women when we talk about other sports into playing these bowl games when they mean absolutely nothing. It's Mm. stupid. Mm. What they should be figuring out is how to better their uh, ranking system when it comes to deciding who plays in the college football championship because the uh, committee clearly doesn't understand what the regular season means. B-Flow, it... Before before we go there, can I ask you a question? Mm Mm-hmm. Is Offset and Cardi B really done? I didn't even know they was on the rocks, bro. <laughs> I know. I, I know. I just, I, I, before we go back to college football, world. like, for, real quick, ask that no, just stay with me. Are they, <laughs> yeah, you didn't see were, the news? I thought they were divorced. They unfollowed each other. Are they divorced? No. I, 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 never know. I didn't even know they got back together. They unfollowed each other on Instagram. Oh, I wouldn't know. And then she, <laughs> she, and then she posted, she posted, this is what she said. She said, I'm tired of people being in their feelings. I'm about to be selfish. Just DM and ask her, bro. You like them as a couple? Well, you can't. You got to respect it because they married. Like, if they were dating, you can't really say that. You can't really speak on somebody's marriage like that. I, I mean, I don't, don't even answer that. I, I don't <laughs> really care. I don't, uh, is that an answer? Can I get answer yeah, C? Yeah, you can. You yeah, can. answer C is I don't care. Little culture talk. Little culture talk. B, you, you, 
If they married, I wanted to work. You wanted to work. They made that vow, so make it work. Right. I like to see it work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, what are you doing? I was just just scrolling through TMZ, searching for some sports, and then all of a sudden, bing, bing, bing. I believe in divorce, sis. If you don't want to be with him anymore, move on. Like. That's what, that's Ashley, how work, Ash. What? Ashley, what do you think divorce is there? When for? you go down that aisle, can I first off? Can I get an invite? Can I get an invite? Sure. Okay. I'm holding you accountable. Once you say yes, till death nah, do us. I don't believe that. Sorry, Ashley. I don't. So you're not supposed the only, to say the only, yes. the only way you can divorce that. is if he cheats. Or if he put his hands on you, I yeah. don't. Be- I believe that That's if you, it. if you, I'm, I'm somebody who believes if you've gone through every single possible available um, resource there is to save your marriage, I don't believe in staying in an unhappy relationship just because you're married. So, so let's just say that's everything. What divorce, is cool. That's what divorce is there for. Let's just say everything cool. You just fall out of love with him. You think you can just get divorced, or you should get? Divorced. You want me to? Be, so I should be in a loveless marriage because we we're, we got married. If I don't, yeah, if we're not in love. Why are we staying married? Love is conditional. Yeah. No, no, no. If we're not in love, I'm not saying if it changes, love changes form. But mm-hmm. if I'm no longer in love with you, I'm not saying I have to like everything about you. People are annoying. Like people change. You, but if I'm no longer in love with you, I need to stay in a loveless marriage because we got, we took an oath. You got to fight. Michelle I'm, Obama says she ain't like Barack for 10 years. She but she was in still it. in love with him. She didn't. Yeah, she wasn't. She said she. I don't like. No, I read her book. She said she didn't like him, but she was always in love with him. That's different. You don't always like your partner. Yeah, Sometimes you know, they're annoying. But if I'm still in love no, with you, in love, you got to make sure she said in love. In love and love is different. Yeah, that's two different. No, things. that's two. But she could have said. I didn't like him, but I loved him. She said, I, I was still in love with him, but I didn't like him when he was in no, the White House. I read the book. In love. You can't be in love with someone don't like That's nobody. That's not true. I, you can go through phases yes. where it's like, yo, I don't like you. You're annoying, but I still love you. Yeah, like, but that's, love. Love. that's yeah, love. Yeah, love and in love is two totally different she things. She said in her book, I, was, I loved him. I was still in love with him. I wanted to be married to him, but when he was in the I White House, I didn't you. like him. He was annoying. Like, he was distant at times like she it was a fail yeah he's the president i understand but she i'm was pulling speak, my hair she out. was speaking <laughs> on she was speaking on her she was speaking on her experience but i don't think that go. a rough patch should dictate again if you go through all the channels to save your marriage and you're unable to i don't believe in so, staying in an unhappy relationship so, because you're married that's what divorce is so so, so so what is it going to take for you to say yes do get on his knee and you, like for you to say yes what do you got to come with what do you what are you looking for? It's not for? about it's not no, obviously I'm just asking, I'm just changing like if, what are you looking I've, for? If I'm in a relationship that I feel is healthy and, and there's and there's growth there and, and you know there's love there and there's friendship there, like that's all the makings of a marriage. But if you And he, if he said he drops one knee and you're just in a relationship and it's going well and he says, Will you marry me? You gonna say yes? If I'm if I feel that that's the person that I want to marry, not everyone that I've dated, that's I wanted what I'm to marry. What are you, what are, what's the requirement? What's the? It's a long list of things. Like, Give it to, to us. We got three minutes. There's there's loyalty. There's honesty. There's romance. There's understanding. There's friendship. There's humor. There's a whole plethora of things. There's financial security. There's intellectual compatibility. Like there's a whole list of things like okay. that would have to be. So your mom met. and dad been married how long? Um, twenty. Seven years, I want to say, 28 years. Have you ever asked them what the key? Communication is a big one. My mom says all the time, like, she loves my dad, but there are times that he annoys the hell out of her and vice versa. But it's not about... Whose side do you take when they argue? Or if they ever get into it, my mom would say my dad's side because I'm a daddy's girl. But I'm, I feel <laughs> nice. like I'm very, I feel like I'm a good like 
from the outside looking in, I'm good at like, I don't pick sides. I'm just on the side of like, what's right. You know what I mean? <laughs> my mom would say my dad if I had to, if, if I spoke on her behalf. But I will say again, I don't believe in staying in unhappy relationships just because you took a vow. That's what divorce is there for. I feel like it's, especially if you have children, like it's, I feel like children want to be in happy environments, whether that means their parents are together or not. Like no, nobody, nobody sure. wants to be in a toxic, just uncomfortable environment. It's mm. better for all parties involved. If like you can't be together as a couple, sometimes you're just better off as friends and co-parents and that's okay too. It doesn't mean it was a are, failure. All right, it my, means it didn't I, work. I got, I'm like grilling Ashley's like one-on-one. <laughs> Are you ready for marriage? Like, do you think you're ready? Like, do you think like, because we can always no. look for the other person and say, I'm looking for this. I'm looking for that. But are you ready? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm talking to everybody out there. So my question to no. you is like, why not? Am I ready right now? Like at 30? No. Why? Um, I feel like I'm too selfish right now at this stage in my life to be somebody's wife. I could be somebody's girlfriend because I feel okay. like your responsibilities are different when you're a girlfriend than you are when you're a wife. That's that's honest. And I'm that's just dope not, that you know that. Though. Yeah, I'm that's just honest. not. There's too many things that I, I have that I want to accomplish like on myself. And there's too many. And I enjoy my free time and I enjoy my alone time. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when you're married, there's a lot of compromises and, and things that you can't, that you, you have to make. And I can't be selfish when it's now not just about me. So, so I don't feel like I would be a good wife right so now. Jimmy, I'd be an amazing Jimmy G, girlfriend, Jimmy G, Jimmy G, wife you up before putting a ring on it. And no, then he jump on a knee. And I would be an amazing girlfriend right now because I feel like my responsibilities would not be the same as a wife. And I'm also a firm believer, like, if I'm dating someone, I don't want to see them all the time. Like, for, <laughs> no, it's like, I know it sounds bad, but for me, like, if I'm dating someone, like, say we live in the same city, like, the same space. Nah, I feel Like, two to three times a week is good for me. Nah, like, I feel I'm the same way. Same yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, don't be all up on me. Like, if we're, if we, like, every day, every day, we could communicate like with each other, nah, like text, mm -hmm. FaceTime, nah, but, but being in your space, yeah. nah, cool. like, I feel you 100%. Times a week is straight, unless we're going on a vacation and that's different, and then you mm -hmm. in my face every day. But other than that, like, I'm cool two to three times a week. Like that's kind that's of crazy. Two to three, that's it. So you you'd be good with two, but I, or the show's over. I'm like, yeah, yeah. two to three times wild. a week works for me. Listen, guys, this has been Paper Route. We are on four days a week, so tomorrow <laughs> we will see you. It is hump day, and we'll be back in studio talking all things NBA, college and football, relationships, relationships, and everything in between. Until then, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>this Father's Day, the Home Depot has same-day delivery on the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. Let the Home Depot help power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything dad is, find the perfect gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.